Shalom everybody, we're continuing with Likut Halachot, section Orach Chaim, Hilchot Bekat Hoda'a, the laws of the blessings of giving thanks, discourse number 6, paragraph 12. At this point, Rav Nosin, since he left off mentioning the exchange chambers, quoting from Rabbi Nachman's lesson 24, where he's quoting the Gemara exchange between Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya and the wise men of Athens in Masechet Bechorot, so Vnosin now decides to go into the nature of the name, this name of the evil, the domain of evil that we call it, the exchanged chambers. What's this name? What's this funny name? I know Yetzahara, the evil one. I know the evil side, Tzitrachra. I know these terms, these general terms of evil that are, are coined by the Torah. But this is a new term, the exchanged chambers. Why? What's this special difference? And the... Uh, and categorization that Rabbi Nachman introduces to us. So he goes into this Rav Nosen a little. For you should know, the evil forces, the other side and the evil forces, the klipot, the husks, who are, <coughs> who they are representing, the evil side and the soldiers, the emissaries, right, the army of the evil side, they are called the exchanged chambers. What's the nature of this name? This indicates where they get their strength from to break, to break people and to attack people. For all of their strength, their evil strength, comes from the power to make an exchange. That they're able to exchange and switch evil for good and good for evil. Like the verse says in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. I'm quoting a verse where Isaiah is bemoaning and woeing over the evil people of his time and the evil leaders. But Rav Nosson is extending it to refer to also the source behind that, which is the evil itself, the source of evil, the evil inclination, who has the exact same nature. Woe to those who, who call evil good, and to those who call good evil. They place in exchange, they place darkness instead of light, and they exchange, call light to darkness. What's dark they call light, and what's light they call darkness. Shemisham that from these exchanges and confusions, right? Sorry, from these exchanges come all the confusions and all the lusts. Lusts and desires are due to frustration. Frustration means misplacement. It's supposed to be like this, but this is happening. That's why a person's frustration. The frustration is Rav Nosson's word of the exchange chambers. That's what this frustration is. That you're expecting this to happen, and it's not happening. There's, instead of good being invested and coming out, only bad. That's frustration. That's an, an amazing modern-day ex, uh, expression and word for the exchange chambers is frustration. And that leads to all the confusions people have and all the lust that they've submit and succumb to their, their bad instincts. That they're trying to prevent themselves from falling into when frustrated and confused, everything's mixed up. A person has a tendency to fall into his lust, like automatic even. And 
That's where all the confusions, frustrations come, the desires, and all types of strife between people and hasatot, where a person feels inclined and like a type of a peer pressure to do bad. Pituim, you know, where the evil is trying to like incite a person to, to do bad. And also svarcha shekir, all types of false perspectives that a person begins to adopt. And you see how stupid the person is, how wrong and how on the wrong path a person is in his thinking. And it's like you can't talk to them. All that is due to the exchange chambers, the, the frustration they cause, which leads to people to begin to think wrongly and to act and do and behave wrongly. He's saying we've lost in the source. The ikar ali and all of this, the essence of all this, what leads, Rav Nosson says amazing, what leads the opening for this power of the exchange of chambers to, to influence and do its job is through sadness. People are not genuinely happy. Because of the sadness that's also initiated by the evil side, the person's mind and brain and intellect are just confused. As Rabbi Nachman has expressed and written, laid down clearly in the Kutei Moran, part 2, lesson number 10, which we mentioned earlier in the, in the previous paragraph, that he mentions a point, when a person is sad, the mind is in exile. And again, the main confusion is, that they, the evil forces, are able to confuse the mind by frustrating him and exchanging and changing everything. Bivchinat, like, like it says in another verse in Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 16, Hashem says there, I know your confusions, your tapuchot. I know you're switching and changing the truth to falsehood. Hashem says, I know how you guys are. I know all the, all the ways you, you switch, like a, like a craftsmanship, when he's creating a vessel, he has to turn it inside out in order to first build it in, in, in its exact opposite of the final result. But that's the way to work at it and to build it up. So he says here, that's how you are. The prophet is like putting down the wickedness of the, of the people, saying, I know Hashem, Hashem says, I know how you are switching. You switch good to evil, evil to good. And he brings a third verse, finally, Rav Nosson, to go into this point. This is from Isaiah also, chapter 63, 10. And one verse, Rav Nosson puts everything. And they rebelled, Maru's rebelled in this case, and they made sad Hashem's Holy Spirit. They brought sadness, similar to the terminology of the generation of the flood, where it says, and they brought sadness to his heart in their creation. They made Hashem feel sad that he, and regret and have second thoughts that he created man. So also here, they, Maru, rebelled. Also Rashi says, it means laknit, that they tried to put down, put down and not to follow, and made a sad, a sadness associated like with uh, being upset about Hashem's Holy Spirit. So if Nosen points out something new here, watch. <clears throat> because any language you find in the Torah of an exchange 
and also rebellion. That's the idea of the rebellion. Trying to exchange one thing to another one. Bechinat, like it says about the son who's called Ben Sorer Moreh, the rebellious son, Sorer Umoreh, the word Moreh there. Rav Nosen is saying Moreh means also to Moreh. It's like a, it's a, ham, ham, a, Moreh means to rebel. That's what he's showing from this verse of Hema Maru Ve'itzvu. So Hamra'a on one hand means to exchange, but it's also in context to rebel. So who, the, is he saying that the the, the 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 grammar is very similar between the two meanings of to exchange and to rebel against? So he says that all the rebellions that exist, where do they come from in the first place? So he said they come who al It's because there's an exchange being taken place, a frustration that leads people to have rebellions and to do bad and to go against. Because they're not, they're not, they're not settled in their head, in their clarity. That from from this exchanged, this again, Rabbi is working on the word tmura, that it's also hamraa to rebel against. That because of the frustrations and confusions and the switching ex- exchanging that the etzer plays in a person's mind, plays mind games with him, it they brought many people to come to deny and to rebel totally. God forbid. No longer wants to keep Shabbat. No longer wants to keep kosher. No longer wants to be religious. Right? I remember I had a friend who fell off the path after his mother passed away when he was young. And he said, I gave Hashem a chance. I gave God a chance. Okay? These ideas that enter a person's head to frustrate him about truth and straightforwardness comes from the Yetzirah. Plays games with a person's mind. The person follows it follows the frustrations and tries to understand them and accepts the frustrations as being true, the confusions and the switching and in the end the person falls off. That's what Rav is saying. You're unbelievable. Most people who were once on the right good path and they fell off it's because of this he's saying Rav Nosen. Okay? Unbelievable the wording here. That from these exchanges it brought many, many people to actual rebellion. Literally. To go against Hashem, save us. Bivchinat, like it says in the Gemara. This is the idea brought down the Gemara, Masechet Shabbat, page one o five b, where it talks about the ways of the evil. Bivchinat, Hayom Omer Lo Asekach, Vayom Omer Lo Asekach, Ad Vechule. Today, the Yetzirah tells a person to do this. The next day, the Yetzirah tells the person to do this until he gets him to fall off totally and sir and do idol worship. The way the Yetzirah is like this. It talks about a person who gets angry and he does the wrong decisions. So one thing leads to the next. One day the Yetzirah tells him, do this. He made one mistake. He does something wrong based on the confusion of the thoughts. And the next day the Yetzirah convinces him to do something else until the, the Yetzirah succeeds in getting a person falling off altogether. It's in the Gemara. It's not something new. that We see people, they did something wrong here, wrong, and until you see that they really, really fall off. The Gemara talks about it. It's not that there's not hope. There is hope. But this is the way how the Yitzhak gets a person trapped in the first place. Unbelievable. Okay? That all of the way, the fuel of the evil side, the forces of evil, the Yitzhak, the husks, the evil forces, get a person to fall off, is through all types of ways of thinking which are false and exchanged like a frustration, a confusion that causes a person not to be able to see clearly the, the reality. 
ועל זה נתייסד בכמה תפילות ווידויים מקדמונים לומר. This is the basis of the foundation of certain prayers and confessions which were written, composed by earlier tzaddikim, where they say in the confession, for example, do you find this, for example, in the confession found in Yom Kippur, and also come up, coming up is going to show it's found in the Yom Kippur Katan of Erev Rosh Chodesh, the Erev Rosh Chodesh that Ashkenazim have accustomed to say, after Mincha, before Rosh Chodesh, where the, this is especially associated with the Nusach of Rabbeinu Nisim, it's called the Vidui Hagadol Shel Rabbeinu Nisim, that he wrote this wording like this, Et asher echmarta hekalti, basher hekalta Echmarti. We say in the confession, Hashem, which you, what you consider to be strict upon, I treated very lenient. And what you consider to be treated lenient, I was strict. I was not supposed to be strict in this area, and yet I was. He goes on in the confession there. Et asher asarta hitarti. That which you forbid, you forbid Hashem, I allowed. Ah, it's okay. It's okay to drive on Shabbos. Anyways, I've, I've, I've proofs I'm addicted and this, and I went through so much, I deserve that I can transgress the Shabbat. It makes sense. It's okay. I know it's wrong, but what can you do? I'm like this. There's nothing to do. This is how I am. Okay? And that which you permitted, I was super strict. No, it's forbidding. You're not supposed to do this and that. But you're, not, you're allowed to do it. No, no, we have to... What's going on? The person is switching everything. And there are many other examples like this in the confessions. And he puts in brackets here, square brackets. As this is brought down in the confession of the prayer recited recited after Mincha on Erev Rosh Chodesh. It's called the Tikkun of Erev Rosh Chodesh. Yom Kippur Katan, like we said earlier. And, he, and you would think the opposite. What, what's wrong? If where, Hashem's, and where, where Hashem is lenient and I'm strict, what's wrong of that? The opposite I understand. Where Hashem, you were strict, I was lenient. Where you forbid, I allowed. I understand that. But how about the second part? Where you were lenient, I was strict. And what you permis- permitted, I'm forbidden. What's wrong of that? Rav Nosen says like this. Ki because you should know also the stringencies which the Yetzirah also convinces you to do. The evil forces convince you in your head to be strict. Even someone who's like religious and he's over strict and he's convinced that this is the right way to do. They also cause tremendous damage. And even their so-called, he calls them quote-unquote mitzvot. The mitzvot of the evil side are dangerous. Because that's how they get a person to fall totally. And he's quoting Likutei Moran lesson number one, the opening lesson of Rabbi Nachman's Likutei Moran. Ki al pirov mitlabesh habal davar mitzvot Because in the main, the Yetzirah can't get a person to do bad head-on. Unless he's like a total idiot and ignoramus, whatever. But so, what, how, how does Hashem get a person? How does Yitzhara get a person to do bad? He comes dressed up with like a big strimal, big payas. He comes from within the Torah. That's the way to get them. You know, you shouldn't do like this. You should do more. And then, like this, and then now you should be upset that other people don't do like you also. And then you start getting angry at them and fighting everything. And the fight makes you feel bad. And you begin frustrated. And you begin to drop. I don't need this in the first place. Why do I need this Judaism? Why do I need this Torah? Person, by being over strict, he ends up losing everything totally. Unbelievable how we see this in life, especially, unfortunately, with many, many Balchuvas and converts who got into Judaism, got into Yiddishkeit, and were filled with fire. And they did more than was required of them, much more. And in the end, they ended up falling from everything altogether. 
just stick with the Judaism that Hashem requires you to do. Hold on to that. Because then when it gets super hard, and then you took upon yourself extra stringencies, and you're really not holding at that level, and then you fall off of that, and you begin to feel guilty and bad about yourself, to the extent you say, you know, the age of this, I don't need this either, and the person falls off of everything altogether, that's how the Yitzhar got the person initially from the beginning. That's why it's so important to learn halacha, to know what's required and what's not. So that way you know how to balance. How to balance. Not to go crazy. No, everything's forbidden. People like ignoramus, the way of an ignoramus is when he doesn't know, oh, everything's forbidden. No, this is forbidden. You're not to do this. <laughs> learn halacha, my friend. Learn the Torah. So he's saying this is how in the main people fall from the... This is how the Yetzirah dresses himself up in mitzvot. Down in the very opening lesson of the Kutim Moran part one. Rav Nosin connects it to here, to our lesson. This is the whole idea of the exchanges and the switching, the swapping that the Yetzirah does in order to break a person. This is the danger. This is the quality of Yetzirah. And you have to identify it in order to know who your enemy is.